We are back. The Blitz and Buckets podcast is coming back to you on all podcasting platforms around the world. It's good to be back. We had about a two-month hiatus, and it it all stems from I got super busy with school. Jaden got super busy with school, and it was rough. It was rough. I had finals, and it was just the school year was coming to a wrap. So had to take a little break there, but as evident by our leading on Instagram posts, we are back and better than ever. Jaden, welcome back, my guy. How's it been? Good, good. I'm glad to be back. Weather's better, getting warm out, so, you know, that's good. It is, it is. It seems like we always incorporate weather somehow in our intro. Like, I yeah, feel Mitchell like... paid me $10 to try and get you to say something about the weather, so. Gosh, wow. that's not, that's not nice. <laughs> anyway, on our returning podcast, we have a guest. And his name is Mr. Caden Cues. Caden, how you doing, bro? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Happy to be here. First time on the podcast. Yes, sir. See how this goes. Yes, sir. Can't wait. We're going to have a bunch of guests coming in once again. We'll have returners. We'll have new guests. And we're looking forward. We're looking forward to what's to come. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be a busy summer. We might even increase to two pods a week, which which will be interesting. But I can't wait. Looking forward to it. So with that. Let's just hop right in. And today we are looking at arguably the best division in football. We got the AFC North. We got the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers that we're all going to hit today in a timely fashion. Timely fashion. So with that, we'll get started with the Bengals, who finished 4-11 and in 2020 and the last in the division. So let's start with some of their 2020 highlights. On the defensive side, they've got a crew of solid safeties. They've got Von Bell and they got Jesse Bates. Both had solid campaigns in 2020. And the reason that I mentioned that specifically and why Von Bell's name jumped off the page to me is, well, I don't want to make it sound that dramatic, but he did lay out Juju in the regular <laughs> season. And that was uh, honestly probably one of the highlights of the season. I'm not going to lie. You aren't going to hear that from Jaden, but I think it was – one of my personal highlights of the season. I, I'm sorry. We're already getting back on the Steelers slander. Like, right off the pod. We haven't even gotten relatively close to the Steelers yet. I'm starting. But, anyway. Also on the defensive side, they allowed the fourth most rushing yards in the league. which And they were more middle of the pack for passing yards. So, some work to be done on the rushing defensive side. But some of the more promising aspects – the young receivers on the team, no doubt there. You got T. Higgins, 908 yards in 2020 with six touchdowns. And you got Boyd, 841 yards receiving and four touchdowns. They got a promising young receiver core. And I think it's going to be one of the better ones for the years to come, especially with the draft, which we'll get into later. So, and you obviously cannot deny Mr. Joe Burrow. Obviously, the season ended early but with a torn ACL, but he plans on being back by the start of the season. And he had a really solid campaign, 2,688 yards passing, 13 touchdowns and three interceptions in 10 games. Jaden, I'll start with you. What do you think of the 2020 season from the Bengals, despite their 4-11 record? I mean, 
obviously it becomes a wash when Burrow goes down because, you know, that was your number one pick. He's your franchise quarterback. And when you lose him, the entire rest of the season is kind of just, well, we're hoping for a better draft pick and try and, you know, lose out. Right. Um, but I, I do think there was a lot of promise with Joe Burrow. I think T Higgins emerging as a good receiver is going to, you know, be nice for them. Obviously they added Jamar Chase in addition to that, but the way they looked last year, there were, there were holes that needed to be filled, but I think they're moving in the right direction, but I really like Joe Burrow moving into next year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And Obviously, that court, the quarterback conversation in that division, like it's it's going to be so interesting in the years to come. Like, arguably, they could be the four best quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah, and, you got Lamar, Burrow, Baker, Haskins. Like, I feel like, I mean, Haskins? those four. Haskins, you're going to mention Haskins. I tried to keep I tried to keep a straight face. I tried. Jeez. <sighs> anyway, but. As far as the offseason for the Bengals go, their notable losses in free agency, they have William Jackson, one of the best corners in the league, honestly, in my opinion. And I'm a little biased because he didn't end up going to Washington, and it was a really solid pickup for them. But they lost William Jackson. They lost Carl Lawson on the defensive end, ended up going to the Jets. They lost A.J. Green to Arizona. And they lost Gio Bernard, which Gio Bernard, obviously not the lead running back. Joe Mixon, he's going to be solid for years to come if he can avoid injury. But Gio Bernard, he was always a staple in Cincinnati, I felt like. Like, he was a solid backup. And when they needed him, he was there. And he played a lot last year. So, and he ended up going to Tampa Bay. So, best of luck to Gio. <laughs> and the notable ads in free agency, they ended up with Trey Hedrickson, which was one of the bigger signings in free agency. He was second in the league in sacks last year with 13 and a half. And he ended up signing a four-year, $60 million deal. And to with that, they even added more defensive help. They ended up with Mike Hilton, cornerback out of Pittsburgh, four years, $24 million. Jaden, what are your thoughts there? I think it's an okay signing. I knew that we probably weren't going to be able to bring him back. But, I mean, he's, he's a nickel corner. He couldn't really stay on the field last year. So I'd like to have him, but... It, I don't think it's going to hurt too much losing him. I do see talks, though, of Steven Nelson, who the Steelers recently cut, also ending up in Cincinnati. And at that point, they're kind of – they're building our secondary. Right. And, you know. Well, as and, much as I hate to say it, like, Pittsburgh's secondary isn't a bad thing to build off of. Yeah. You Got know. the good free safety. Right. Solid, strong safety. <laughs> and corners. Like, Exactly. I think they're it. I mean, if you look at the Bengals, like the obvious holes are not on the offensive side, like uh, besides the line, maybe, but well, not maybe, obviously, but the holes are more on the defensive side and they help address that in free agency. So they also signed Shadobi three years, 24, uh, $21 million. Caden, you got any thoughts on the signing of Shadobi and what it might mean for the Bengals? going forward i mean he's okay i don't know much about him but i mean with the cowboys i know he was pretty solid so i mean seven million dollars a year right exactly that's i mean that's not that much money for a corner yeah right but i mean it was still that's pretty significant 
Like three years, twenty one yeah, million I mean, out of the broad the broad scope of free agency in general. I mean, like, they needed a corner. They needed the corner. They got two solid corners. Mm-hmm. It's it's an improvement. Like to see Cincinnati adding on the defensive side and in the draft. Let's get to it. Jamar Chase reuniting with Joe Burrow. Obviously, you know the history there, but there was a lot of debate over this pick. A lot of them, a lot of Cincinnati fans, and a lot of experts saw Penny Sewell going there. So, what are your thoughts, boys? I think they made the wrong pick. I mean, Jamar Chase is an outstanding player. He's going to be a great receiver, but they're, they're, he's, Joe Burrow is not going to have any time to throw the ball to Jamar Chase, so it's really not going to matter all that much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the Chase pick, but my like of the Jamar Chase pick was very contingent on them drafting a tackle in round two. And from what I like was seeing a lot was – they would much rather have wide receiver one and offensive tackle five than offensive tackle one and wide receiver five. So they took chase and I'm sure that's what Joe Burrow wanted. And if Joe Burrow doesn't think the line is that big of a problem, then maybe it isn't that big of a need as, yeah. I mean, it's a need, but obviously he doesn't think it's that bad to the point where he's not going to want a generational talent. Do you think he had some say in that? Do you think he had some say in that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I definitely think they at least – I mean, because that was his guy at LSU. Like, right. they put up, you know, the best offense in college football history together. I, I definitely feel like he had some say in that. But then – And that's the, the right was, way to – with everything – sorry. But with everything going on with quarterbacks right now, it's the best thing to get your quarterbacks involved in decision-making, oh, yeah. you know, oh, for yeah. the franchise. With everything going on with Russell, Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah. Sean Watson. Watson. Yeah. Like, it's it's best to get your young guys on board with what you're doing in the front office. I, uh, they ended up taking Jackson Carmen, who isn't even a true tackle out of Clemson. And he was like, you know, probably could have been picked up in the third round and they picked him pretty high in the second round. And that made the Jamar chase pick feel a lot worse because now you're running he, Jackson Carmen's probably not even going to start. So now you're running Riley reef out there to be your starting tackle with your quarterback coming off an injury. Right. It's Riley Reef like oh. Riley Reef is he's nothing special, you know. Yeah, he's like, average he's to just... below average. So I right. don't know how I'd feel about that going forward. Now Jamar Chase is great. He's going to sell jerseys, he's going to sell tickets, but Joe Burrow also sells a lot of tickets and if he continues to get hurt, he's not going to sell any tickets. Yeah. <laughs> That's a solid observation. That's a, that's putting two and two together right there, baby. I mean, talking about a sports <laughs> podcast, right? That's what I'm here for. Uh, I, I don't think we've come to a better conclusion on this podcast ever. That was. We're, I mean, uh, we're back we're, and we're better. I mean, yeah, exactly. We're new and improved, baby. We're back. But my thoughts on Chase, I'd just like to chime in real quick. I mean, you couldn't dream up a better scenario. Like, besides the line problems, like I think. They're just going to pick up where they left off. And that receiving core is going to be scary, like scary. And I think T Higgins, I mean, he was bordering on a thousand yards last year and he obviously is just going to get better. It was just his rookie season and Jamar Chase is going to put up really similar numbers, if not better. So I think, I think they've got a scary offense moving forward, but it'll be interesting to see if Burrow can stay on his feet, but Anyway, let's get into the outlook for this season. Ceiling, 
for the Bengals. Caden, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, I mean, if I look at the Bengals, I think they might be able to get nine wins as a ceiling. Yeah. Just because, you know, that mm-hmm. the offensive line is a major, major problem. And an even bigger problem is the defensive line. They can't stop the run for anything. Right. So that's that, you know, championship teams are built in the trenches and they'd have nothing there. It's going to be hard to win games without any linemen. Agreed. So what do you think the floor is going to be? They're, I think they're at least going to win six games, but, you know, it's going to be tough without an offensive line or defensive line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Jaden, thoughts? Yeah, I, th- I think much of the same. I don't know if Burrow's timetable is like into the season or not. Because I mean, no, I before. I looked at it. He's he's been throwing, and like everything's on track for him to start. Yeah. So day. obviously, with a healthy Joe Burrow for now seventeen games, that's gonna screw me up so much in my head of like thinking oh, of records geez. and not saying like eight and eight. Now I gotta say nine and eight. That's gonna screw me up so much. Yeah, but, I didn't even think about that. Gosh. Yeah. And- with a healthy Joe Burrow all season, I do think that they sit right outside the playoffs. It's going to be tough because there are a lot of good teams in the AFC. So I think a playoff spot may be a little bit too soon, too soon, especially with, you know, like Caden said, their problems in the trenches. Yeah. The floor though, I think could be like four or five wins. If stuff really hits the fan with them, not being able to protect Joe Burrow because yeah, they do, have to, play. Again. They do you think have to they play. Will- you think they have the potential to lose more games this coming season than they did last season? I mean, yeah, because they do have to face T.J. Watt twice, Miles Garrett twice, and the Ravens blitz entourage twice. Yeah. So, I mean, that that could be not fun for Joe Burrow to have to face. I don't think he's going <laughs> to have too much fun with that, especially with a bunch of cones blocking for him. <laughs> Hey man, it's a it's an NFL offensive line. Jeez, like one of the worst no NFL than, offensive linemen. Yeah, sure. They're no better than CSD's offensive line. They're they're traffic cones. Hey man, we, we consistently have a, an elite running game at CSD. Like it, <laughs> it's high school. What else are you gonna yeah. do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for me, the outlook. Yeah, let's like come full onto circle. the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> the outlook for the Bengals for me, yeah, like like you said, that I don't schedule things gonna mess me up. Like it, it, it's worked so perfectly before. Like, but I think the ceiling for them, hmm, I'd say, yeah, I, I'd I'd sit with nine wins too. That makes yeah, like because if it were normal, I'd be like eight and eight. But I think nine wins for them is a realistic ceiling. I mean, their offense is going to be insane. And if Joe Mixon could stay healthy, like, I think that offense, like I said, it's going to be elite. So, a bunch of young guys, though, need time to develop. And floor, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd i almost agree with Jaden. Like, they, they might lose more games this year than they did last year. Like, if they can't keep Joe Burrow healthy, like, and, and there's not yeah, much going for the And court. listen – I'm a huge Joe Burrow believer. Like I think oh, he yeah. has, I think, I think if things go right, he could very well be like a top six quarterback this year. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I'm a big, this Joe year, Burrow guy. he could be a Justin this, Herbert this guy. Year, 
yeah this year like he, is he like could be really a justin good. herbert type yeah but it's gonna be really hard with you know the offensive line situation now he has all the weapons that he could ask for to give it to right. but in a solid if running he, game if he would like yeah. he's not gonna be passing every time so it'll be interesting i'm a it's gonna be a team that's gonna be good like and they're gonna be good good and like yeah, once they years. get it figured out yeah like joe's joe's like same kind of prospect level that trevor is you know like it's just franchise piece you're gonna have a franchise quarterback for the years to come so let's move on we've got the team that finished third in the division last year and it is the cleveland browns who were sitting at 11 and 5 in 2020 and let's go over some of the 2020 highlights obviously the rushing tack insane one of the best rushing teams in the nfl third in rushing yards last year they got nick chubb 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. And then you got Kareem, 841 yards and six touchdowns. Obviously, two really talented guys, and their rushing attack's not going to change. But they did have some receiver struggles. Now, not a lot was helped by OBJ's injury. They ended up with the six least receiving yards. But like I said, you lost OBJ to the ACL injury. He only played seven games. And beyond that, you only got Jarvis. You got Higgins and you got Hooper, who all didn't do that great, like stepping up for him. But you got to take it into consideration that it's it's a rushing team, you know, so they're going to rely heavily on that. But you think I, I wanted to bring up like, do you think OBJ getting injured and what do you think his future is going to be in Cleveland or in the NFL in general? Like I I really think he needs to be traded because if you look at Baker when Odell is on the field and when he's not, he is leaps and bounds better without him. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Yeah. Like, and, and he's, he still has value. You could probably still get, you know, a early second, late first for him. Maybe. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Jaden thoughts. I'm a BJ believer. Like I'm, I'm not in like a weird way where like, I believe he's the best receiver in the league, but I really do think OBJ is good. And I think that he has a lot. I think he's, I, I'd trade a late first for him. If I, if I, in the right scenario, I'd trade a late first to an early first for him. Honestly, he's, he's a really good. Player. Early first. Yeah. He's, early first. I, I don't know, but I'm not saying like top. I wouldn't 10, even do not, I wouldn't deal first for him. No way. He has improved. If, I, if I'm like, what, what I'm is like, your, what's your top value for Odell? Like, I don't know. It's all situation based. Like a team like Cleveland would be a perfect team to trade for <laughs> Beckham, but like I can't think of too many teams off the top of my head where it's like, okay, Odell, this team needs a receiver. They Green can Bay, pick this up for him. Green I Bay, mean, with maybe, all the Aaron but... Rodgers talk, they need to make him happy. Give him Odell Beckham. Yeah, no they would never trade Aaron Green Bay. Rogers that's not Green Bay Beckham. style. There's no way. They just they, they keep sitting salt. They keep sticking salt in the wound for Aaron. Like it's yeah. It's literally he. I saw something where he praised one of the receivers, like one of the like and second team him. receivers. Yeah, they cut him like the next day, and it's just then they're just they're like wound. they're like my one B. I mean, I they're they're my two because the Steelers are obviously my one. But like I'm a Rogers guy. I like Devontae Adams. I like you know that whole team, but. 
God. This happened when we were on your fantasy team last year. Well, yeah, that. I mean, because I had to watch oh, Packers games. So then that's I like the whole reason why he likes Devontae. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be a Devontae fan for the rest of your life. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I contemplated buying a jersey because he yeah, practically won me that fantasy league. I've contemplated so many times, like getting a jersey for a guy that did really well in fantasy for me. But then I'm like, I'm going to be so mad when I don't get to draft him next year. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, call, I'll pull up to the draft party with a Kelsey jersey on. I will get a Kelsey jersey and I will draft. I will rig it. I will rig for me to have the number one pick and take Devontae Adams. I, I don't care. You do that. As long as I get that's, my, that's my league. That's my league. I'm going to rig it. What a commissioner. That's our commissioner right there, baby. It's his league, and he's going to rig it. I mean, I do what I want. I'm I'm going to have the first nine picks. So I do what I want. Jeez. All right, back to the Browns. Gosh. We always do this. Back to our stuff, man. So, Baker, pretty solid year. 3,563 passing yards, 26 TDs, and eight interceptions. Like, I think almost – this was a year where he proved he could be a winning quarterback and a good quarterback in this league. Like, I think this was a make or break year for Baker. And in my opinion, he made it. Like, I think he's going to be the few, like, obviously he's only going to go up from here. And that's a really solid stat line. Like, yeah, I think this season made Baker Mayfield. Caden, what are your thoughts? I mean, Baker had a great year. I mean, I honestly, I really do think it, is more like um, credited to the running game just because the play action pass opens up so much, so many easy throws for Baker to make. But I mean, he played very, very well. He's much better than last year. He played more like his rookie season, which we all know how that went. Yeah, exactly. Jaden, what you got? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think wow. like I didn't said, expect were, that, man. Know, I've heard so much dude. Baker slander out of your mouth. You just get me angry, so I have to. <laughs> I I think the I think the Browns are a good so team. Bad. You just you just get me riled up, and I have no choice but to start screaming Brown slander. Baker's a good football player. The Browns are a good football team. You know when he was a really but, good football player though? That game against go. Pittsburgh. That was like yes. he was like yes. yeah in the playoffs yeah like that was honestly that that made him Cleveland's franchise quarterback forever <laughs> locked in all you got to do is win a playoff game for Cleveland and you'll be a guy yeah exactly how can you that's another thing like you can't move on from a guy who just won your first playoff game in forever like I that would be that's against the rules you can't it's almost like the Browns haven't won a playoff game in forever. <laughs> Fair, fair, but did the did the Steelers win a playoff game this year? I'm gonna have to say or that. Or will they? Not. Or will they next year? I'm gonna that, have to say no. Yeah, we have six Super Bowl things. I, I okay, really you're living in the past. All right, Steelers slander to come. I got. We got to get through the rest of these teams. <laughs> I'm gonna, have, dude. I might have to leave after the Ravens segment. I, I don't know. <laughs> Because it's, it's just, I mean, it'll just be, be me and Kate. Yeah, just like, I know. It's absolutely be no, like, there will be no constructive talk about football at all. We'll just be yelling at each other. I know. <laughs> well, there I'm was. just going to, I'm just going to continue to instigate you two about Lamar. And then hopefully by then we run out of time. I'll just flip it on the Steelers. So, 
we'll we'll get in like such a passing bad passing passing quarterback you want to talk about a bad pass quarterback big bad right (laughs) (laughs) cheers all right gosh back to business baby okay so 2020 highlights for the browns got through the whole team but they did lose to the henny led chiefs in the playoffs now that's pretty brutal that's pretty brutal lose chad henny but i mean don't get me wrong Mahomes was in there for most of the game, but it's it's Chad Henney, and he like basically beat them by himself at the end. So, what a highlight for the Browns! What a, what a end to a miraculous run. So let's go into the off season. You got free agents, notable losses, not really any at all. Who was the guy that I mentioned earlier? Kendall Lamb. Who, Kendall who's Lam. that guy? Yeah, I have no idea who Kendall Lam is. I think I think he's on the offensive line. God, I hope we sign him. <laughs> you guys need a win. You could use him. Yeah, you, you guys just need a win. We, we need a Cleveland Brown. That's what we need on our roster. <laughs> you guys need that winning mentality in your life. Says no one. Yeah. <laughs> we need a winner. We need a Cleveland yeah. Brown. But like I said, notable losses, not really any at all. But the ads, the list is pretty long. They got John Johnson. Strong safety from the Rams. One of the best parts of that defense, in my opinion. It felt like he was one of the staples there. And they ended up signing him for three years, $33 million. Any thoughts on that signing? I mean, John Johnson is a huge addition yeah. for that secondary. Like, their second, their safeties were – Honestly, like, they were probably the worst safeties duo in the league by far. Like, they were oh, yeah. god-awful. And then they get John Johnson, who's going to p- completely turn that around. He right. is a yeah. very good player. Yeah. And for only $11 million a year, that that's pretty good. A steal for three years, too. And he's a young guy. So, I feel good about that. And they also got another former Ram in Troy Hill, cornerback, two years, $9 million. So, they're just – tell you, Rams got the best defense in the league. So, any Rams that you can add to your secondary, I mean, you can't really go wrong. Like having a, that's like adding a Cleveland Brown. It's exactly like that. It's a born winner. <laughs> but the defensive additions don't stop at those guys. Obviously, one of the bigger signings in the offseason to Karis McKinley, defensive oh, yeah. from Las Vegas. <laughs> one year, $4 million, and I think he's really going to – He's a real game changer. He's a Dude, game I thought changer. you were going to say Malik Jackson. Let's <laughs> <laughs> completely skip over Clowney. Just... Is there a debate there? <laughs> is, there is there a debate between McKinley and Jackson? Let's get let's talk about that for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> but and looks like we're out of time. <laughs> anyway, I meant to say Jadavion Clowney. Obviously, one of the biggest additions in free agency this over the, the offseason. Defensive end, Tennessee, one year, eight million dollars. And you put a guy like that with Miles Garrett, it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be scary. What are you guys thinking? What are you guys' thoughts? Shame he didn't end up with the Ravens. I, dude, I was preaching shame. that for the longest. I wanted him so bad. And it was only $8 million. I'm never going to let the Ravens live that one down. Like, the one thing we need on the uh, for the offseason was edge rushers. And Jadavian Clowney is sitting right there. It's it. And we I don't. Mean, yeah, you guys, it, it's kind of a bummer because you guys lost a lot of guys on the defensive end. But anyway, we'll get into that. But I think – that he signs a one-year deal like obviously he thinks Cleveland's a winner and like I agree like I think 
with an and addition like that. Wins. Yeah, I mean, I think with an addition like that, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season. Like, I really like the Browns this year. But anyway, let's get to the draft. They were towards the end of the draft, pick twenty six. They ended up drafting Greg Newsom, who was a corner out of Northwestern, and. Kuiper had him as the 10th best corner in the draft. He opted out of the past season, but you had another guy on the defense. Can't really go wrong. And obviously they're secondary, like we were talking about, one of the struggling secondaries in the league. Jaden, you got a point there? Well, I Greg Newsom was not the 10th best corner in the draft. Kuiper is not all there sometimes. Yeah, but he's, he's very their good. Biggest, their biggest draft piece was definitely JOK. If you, because so he fell, think there were, I think it was either a heart problem or something that they saw late in the draft process that made him slide. I mean, he was projected easy top twenty pick. Like I saw him mocked to the Browns in the first round. I saw him mocked to Washington at nineteen. He was you know almost a lock in the top twenty, and then he slid all the way down to I think it was fifty two. And I, I think that's an excellent. That's an A plus pick for me. Like getting a guy like that with that much upside. Like, I think he's going to be very good. And Greg Newsom is not even a bad pick either. Like, even yeah, say you swap. The ratings were across the board. Like, yeah, I saw some stuff that had him, like, as a top three corner. Like, Bleacher all Report. Say, yeah, all all like I'm going to say the third is PFF had him as a 20th-ranked prospect, and you guys know how I love PFF. <laughs> so, I'm going to keep preaching it. I can't even get on PFF, man. That makes me so mad. Like, I can't, like, I need to pay for the whole subscription, and I'm not about to do that. Like, that really bums me out. They only give you, like, three. Like, I went to check the PFF corner ratings before the pod, and they only give you three. They only give you three corners out of the entire league. So, yay, PFF. Thanks, guys, for helping out the low-budget podcast. <laughs> Appreciate it. Go Watch our look. podcast more, and maybe we can afford a PFF subscription. That's the truth. Please and thank yeah. you. If you're going to start watching the podcast, we need a minimum $10 <laughs> donation. You, you want more in-depth analysis, watch the podcast more. We can buy PFF. Yes. Anyway, after recapping that offseason, though, I do want to say, like, you can almost give that an A+. Like, they didn't oh, lose yeah, anybody. Yeah. And they added <laughs> a lot of names, a lot of good names. Like, as much as I – I made a joke about Takaris McKinley, but, like, a lot of people have said that, He's got high potential. He was um he was with Atlanta and there was a whole controversy going on. He wanted to be traded and he made his trade request public on social media and that was a whole firestorm and he ended up going to Las Vegas, but now in the offseason he's headed to Cleveland. But a lot of guys have said he got he has a lot of potential and you got a veteran guy like Malik Jackson, one year three million dollar deal. Like it's it's a solid offseason. I, I think you can't give it anything but an A plus. So I mean, with I mean that, they addressed every hole they had. They needed right. another pass rusher, some a, a little uh, some run stoppers and a help on the safety, and they did exactly that. Yeah, by yeah. the time they got to round two, they had virtually no needs. Like Greg News, you you obviously have Denzel Ward, but that C B two was a kind of a question mark. But you dra- well, I mean, they, had, they got Greedy Williams. Yeah, I was about to say He's you draft a good player, but He's not reliable. He's been hurt. You more or less ensure that you're going to have one of those guys step up and be your number two moving forward. Then you had Troy Hill as well. 
So, I mean, by the time you get to the second round, you've got no needs. So you take a don't, don't forget throw, about Grant Delpit. Grant yeah. Delpit's going to be back this year. I completely forgot about him, but he's a safety. He like he mm-hmm. can, he yeah, can be very good. Second, he was a second round pick last year, I believe. Yeah. Big guy. I mean, he was like before that draft, like the way too early draft, like mocks had him going in top 15, top 20. Like that guy's got a lot of potential. And LSU safeties tend to have a pretty good history. It's crazy how the Browns just get every good player that falls in the draft to the early second that's supposed to be going like top 20. I feel like they've done that every year for the past three years. Mm. Yeah. But it's a, it's looking a lot like a Super Bowl offseason. Like they are pushing and like not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but it looks like they're making a push like a series. You want to say it. I know I can see it. You want (laughs) to say it. I know you do. But realistically, what are the ceilings and what are the well? What's the ceiling and what's the floor for the Cleveland Browns coming this season? Caden, start with you. Uh, ceiling, you know they. You could make the case that they have the best roster in the league. I agree. Even even better than Tampa. And mm-hmm. if Baker takes the next step, then you know they could they could really easily win fourteen games. Do mm-hmm. I think that's going to happen? I hope not, just because that would be bad for me. But, you know, if it happens, I wouldn't be completely surprised. Yeah. The floor, the, the floor, the, I, don't, I don't find any way that they win less than 11 games. So, yeah. Unless, like, injuries completely yeah. run through them. Yeah. Then, yeah, I agree. I agree. Jaden, what you got? Yeah, I, I see probably – I mean, the it all it's, – it's all on Baker. Like, this is this is your – Prove that you are a number one pick quarterback. Like you are more than a, just a guy that's going to run the play actions and just do all that stuff. Try prove that you can win games yourself. Like you can be the reason your team wins the game. If he can do that. Yeah. I see them being a 13, 14 win team. You know, maybe they make a run at the AFC championship. I think it's going to be really tough because you've obviously got KC is probably going to be one of the two teams that's going to be in the AFC championship. And then you're looking, about Baltimore. I was just yeah. about to say that you've got Buffalo and Baltimore. Oh yeah. Got to put Buffalo first. Dude, Buffalo beat them. Buffalo <laughs> got to the AFC championship last year. I feel like they've earned that right. Yeah. But my ceiling. Hey, wait, what you got for the floor, Jaden? Sorry. Oh, floor. Yeah. Bearing injuries. I, I don't see, I mean, with a roster like that, unless Baker just completely acts like he doesn't know how to play football anymore. 11 wins probably can't see them going any lower than that yeah i think it's i mean i don't have anything different really like i think i think they have potential to win 15 games like i mean i think that's a realistic goal for them and i don't see them dipping below 10 or 11 games that would be really interesting to see a a cleveland sports team win win their division title Cleveland, wait, I mean, the Cavs, come on, man. They, they, okay. That yeah, where's the, the Cleveland Browns? Browns. Just, just the Cleveland Browns. If the Cleveland Browns win the division title, it's just going to be – it'll be a day in history. Dude, I think – honestly, they might have the best chance to do it. They might, like – well, wait, all right. I think well, they do. It's just what is their – I mean, they're the Browns. Yeah. It's the true. Browns. The they made they're turning Browns. around, man. They made the playoffs. This is a new era. It's Baker's it's the era. Same nameless gray faces as yeah. Juju would say. I mean, the Browns is the Browns. So, 
Solid as argument. They slap in the playoffs. No. By those Browns. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, that, he's just straight the, face to that. When they when they win the division this year, we're we're both we're both losers to the Browns. So you are no. Either way, players. if the Browns win the division, the Ravens will be a close second. <laughs> well, with that, let's get into the Ravens. So, Ravens tied with by the Browns, eleven and five in twenty twenty, and some of the highlights that I pointed out or that I saw were one of the top defenses in the NFL, seventh least total yards allowed, which is pretty impressive. And as much as I hate to say it, they're a top ten offense too. Like, despite having a terrible passing game, they are a top ten offense across the board. So should we just set like a five minute stopwatch? Just let you two go at it before we get into any of the yeah, offseason stuff. Yeah. Or... Let me get, uh, I'm going to hit the rushing stuff and then we're going to fight their awful yeah. quarterback play. Yeah. I'm they just somehow like, managed to muster 11 wins. I just want to have a conversation. Like I want to, I, I genuinely want to hear your thoughts. Like I want to hear it from a Ravens fan. It'll be fun. So anyway, one thing I can't argue with is the elite rushing attack. First in the league in rushing yards last year. Lamar, it's insane. Another year of 1,000 yards rushing, 1,005 rushing yards, and seven TDs. And to, and, and to think, people expected even more yards than that. I mean, 1,000 rushing yards from a quarterback, and you think that's not even the most that he could have got. No, I no it, no controversy there. Like, that, the, the, the fact that he can do that is insane. Like, it, all talent, no, it, nothing but respect. And J.K., Obviously, the running back of the future in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. yeah, you asked Jaden. I I love J.K. so much. I you think he is the second coming it. of you Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> I think Jesus so too, Christ man. Stabins. Like you just look at the stats, like eight hundred five yards. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say Christ is with a K. It's jeez, man. But eight hundred, like you can't you can't deny that. Like not that he's the next okay. coming of Christ. But 805 yards, nine TDs, and not even a full season. Like, Caden, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, he didn't even get major playing time until the right. second half of the season. Exactly. So, when people say Jonathan Taylor is the best rookie running back, I disagree. Yeah. As I soon as they freed J.K. Dobbins, great. he was clearly the best running back in the like, oh, yeah. best rookie running back. I mean, against, against eight man boxes, he averaged like what? I think it was five and a half yards a carry which is first in the league. And just in general, he averaged six yards a carry, which is first in the league. I mean, obviously Lamar helps that out, but still, you know, like how you got to give him credit. Yeah. Like how, and why do you think it took so long for Baltimore to realize like, Oh, JK's our guy. Baltimore is very stingy with their rookies. Like when, like when we drafted Marlon Humphrey, he barely played his rookie year. Like he was just a rotation guy. And, you know, you could tell that he was a good player, and yet they still wouldn't give him the playing time. J.K. Dobbins, they would not give him the playing time. I, I don't, I don't like how they do it, but I guess it works. So, yeah, it does. I mean, like you guys have like, Gus is a like a solid running back. Like the guy, I think what, it's very underrated. Yeah, like he's he's a no nonsense runner, man. Like he just he goes forward. Like, and just runs, like, I think he's not very, like, change of speeds. Like, he's not going to juke out of pleats or anything. That is true, but his speed and agility is underrated. Like, 
people don't give him as much credit, but you watch him. You can he can make a guy miss, and he will yeah. run through every arm tackle there is. So mm-hmm. for sure, no, I like Gus. I like Gus, and he'll be a solid number two now behind JK. I'd love to see next year you guys just like have a running back by committee. That would be ridiculous. Like you just split carries with Gus and JK. That would be so disappointing if JK hasn't done enough already to prove that he's the guy. Like be pretty sad but I think Gus will get like he might get he'll get a lot of third down work and goal line work I will say J.K. Dobbins was drafted 55th overall and so was Ray Rice back when he came out of Rutgers and I I really think we will mention Ray Rice on this podcast dude (laughs) you you put that you put that elevator video aside they are very, very similar players. Wow. <laughs> like, this is – I I mean, Ray Rice was a good football player. I'll say that. But, I mean, He's as far as person, player, per se. yeah, I, I don't think he was that great of a person. Okay. <laughs> you, take, you, you beat your wife one time. And <laughs> the quote from this – I'm going to call this – the title to this episode will be J.K. Dobbins is the next Ray Rice. <laughs> Jeez, man. Except he's a good person. That's a very big aspect of it. I'll put that in print. Just in small small print, except he's a good person. (laughs) He doesn't get involved in violent elevator videos. Anyway, let's get off this dangerous topic. But we have a more interesting topic to dive into, and that is the passing issue in Baltimore. They were the last in the league in passing yards and did a little research. They are 90, 196 yards less than the second worst passing team in the NFL. You ask, that, what team that is that? That's the Jets. That's the Jets. Doesn't tell the full story. Doesn't tell. All right, let me get you got the floor. Because we were all we were also last in the league in passing attempts because our rushing game is just so good. Is that so why? You, you gotta, yes. Is that when why you, you guys? You know, is that why you yeah. guys were last in passing attempts? Not, okay, not. It's it's a big reason, but like I think it contributes a little bit. Obviously, I mean you got you got to throw the ball in order to get yards, but the other reason as to why our passing game struggles is because of Greg Roman. His concepts look like CSDs. <laughs> and they barely pass the ball. So you put that in the NFL, it's not going to work out very well. Yeah. CSC's offense in the NFL, I can't imagine would fare well. <laughs> but I just like, can you say honestly that Lamar is a good passer? Like, a su- I mean, like above average passer, like even yeah. average passer. Okay. I think people seem to forget that just, you know, 18 months ago, he led the league in passing touchdowns with 36, only had six picks, won MVP, won, won 14 games. You know, he had – Yeah, that was before everybody realized 31. that he was Lamar Jackson. Okay. Come on. And he's like he's a completely different breed. And then when you force – like last year you saw it. Like every – I mean, obviously you watch more Ravens games than me. But when I would watch Ravens games, every Lamar pass – was either a complete duck or like a complete Every duck pass. that got completed or it was an incompletion. Like it, 
It just – he's not – I you can't say that he's a good passer. Like, I'm not saying that the offense isn't good. Like, I'm not saying that Lamar's not good. He could win another MVP. Like, he's a generational Look, talent. But I don't he's think not a passer. He's, I don't think he's the greatest. But to say he's not at least middle of okay. the Here's the question. He is at, he is at least you say, Okay, so where do you say he ranks in the NFL among passers? Out of 32 quarterbacks, where do you think his passing ability ranks? It, it can't Just be any lower than, like, 17 or 18. It can't be any lower than that. 17 or 18. Well, because the thing 25. is, like – 25. If you are if yeah, you're a he worst passer – that was like I said. That was but, before okay. they figured out he was Lamar Jackson, and they like you have to play to that. And then you last know, year, I, I think it was what twenty six. I mean, that's hold up. Is that the same as Mister Baker Mayfield, who we just gave high praise to? I believe uh, it is. No, it is. no, it is. yeah, the, he was in the th- wait twenty six. You're right. Okay, whatever. And, I, and he only had one more pick, and we're we're over here praising Baker Mayfield of how he had a great season. and He can lead the Browns to the Super Bowl. But, like, when, when the Ravens him, have an MVP at quarterback, take out the stats completely. Like, like I said, every pass completion, it just looks bad. Like, he's uh, – and are you are you saying that the only and the biggest reason why you guys don't throw is the rushing game? Like, I think a lot yeah. of that is due to Lamar just not being able to pass the ball. So, the consensus well, I mean, opinion is that the ball looks bad coming out of his hand, henceforth making him a bad passer is what it sounds like to me he, because everything they were last the in passing yards shading they were also last in passing don't attempts. Pass the, I, don't pass I, the I bet the i bet the team that was last in rushing Hawaii yards was it. also last in rushing attempts yeah fair enough fair That's well i don't it, he's not like there's a reason why these attempts aren't being made like he's because just we it, can run the ball so good i mean we can we can average a first down just running the ball in two plays. Sucks. Why would we that, do you think that kind of play is going to get you to the Super Bowl? No. Yeah, defense, rushing, and defense. That, that's that's how. You think if you pass well, the, the same stats, you take the same stats from this year and you plug it in to like this coming year, you think you have a shot at the Super Bowl? Okay, I'm not saying that Lamar doesn't need to be a better passer in order to win the Super Bowl, which is why we drafted Rashad Bateman. We, we hired a pass game coordinator, I forget his name, but we also hired the receivers coach from Devontae Adams and I think Tyree Kill, I want to say. So we're, we're, do, we're doing everything we can to make our receiving core better so that Lamar can be better. Like, there's going to be improvement. Yeah, there better be. Find it funny that this will be the year to prove it. Except for Lamar. This will be – yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, that, it's, it's just funny. It's just there's, funny. I, there's I definitely, like, some of that in there. People, but That was the criticism of him coming out of college, and you're starting to see it. Like, it, none of that was thrown out the window. Like, he's still the same player. Like, anyway, as much as I'd love it, we could talk about this for hours, but we got to move on. That was That was some heated debate, though. I like it. <laughs> I like it, but Ed, I want to finish with this. And if you have any finishing remarks, I'll let you get them in. If he can't pass this, if you guys have the lowest passing attempts this year, and if Lamar can't prove it this year that he's a good passing quarterback, like 
he better have 4,000 yards passing. Gee, okay. That's expecting a little much. It's He's at, like, the guys who he already has on the roster underplayed last year, and they're only going to get, like, you look at Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. Like, they obviously didn't have okay. the best season, so they're going to have better I, seasons yeah, but next like, year. I'm high great. on Hollywood. Hollywood is a good player. Uh, now, Mark so Andrews, he had a – <laughs> Mark Andrews is a good player, but I, as a Ravens fan, it pays it pains me to say it, but Mark Andrews might be a little overrated, only a little. And he's a good, he's a great player, but you know, yeah, because you know why? Because Lamar can't pass it like okay. past the tight end. You know, like that's the closest target. I'm so, so, so four thousand yards is a bit much, because like a. True pocket pet, not true pocket passer, but a guy that does not use his legs in the way that Lamar does. Like a Baker Mayfield. Justin Herbert. Or a Justin Herbert, who had an amazing season that got praised like no other last year, had 3,600 yards. Yeah. So 4,000 yards for a guy like the Chargers offense is now going to be pass first. If it wasn't last year with Eckler being hurt, it was definitely a pass first offense. And he only had 3,600 yards. Now you take a run first offense and expect him to throw 4,000 yards is a bit much. Also, if he throws 4,000 yards, he is basically a lock for MVP. Oh, yeah. Because he's yeah. definitely going to run for 1,000. Yeah. Definitely going to run. I think, yeah. I mean, he will run for 1,000. But I'm just saying, this is the year to prove it. Like, you got your weapons. And obviously, they aren't elite weapons or anything. But, like, you got <laughs> weapons now. So, like, the, okay, the, look. Look. When Sammy Watkins is no excuses, you have Sammy Watkins now. When when he's wide receiver three, I mean that's not a bad thing to say that Sammy Watkins is your third best receiver. Yeah, but Hollywood Brown is your number one receiver, and that's bad. Okay, we have we gotta move on, boys. We gotta no. (laughs) It's we're not done. (laughs) We're over when I say it's over. Anyway, let's get into the free agent stuff. Some notable losses. You got Judon headed to New England and the big deal. And Gonkwe headed to Las Vegas. And you got Orlando Brown headed out in the trade to KC. How do you see those losses? Yeah, in Mark Ingram. Yeah, Mark Ingram. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you, how do you see those losses affecting you guys, Caden? I mean, Judon, it's tough because he's, he's an up-and-down player. You know, I feel like he most of his pressures and sacks really just come off of mistakes by the other team. Like he gets matched up against tight ends a lot, and then other times he just gets completely unblocked. But you know, he's a solid player. And Gakwe, he was probably the only guy that could get a little bit of pressure against an offensive tackle. But even then, it was kind of hit or miss because you know he had one good move and. If that didn't work, he was done. He had no power, and he, he sucked in the run game. And Judon was actually very good in the run game, so that's going to take a hit. But, you know, our pass rush does need some help. Yeah. Does. I got Jadavian Clowney type of player. Could really yeah. boost you guys up. <laughs> but you do, on the ad side, notable ads in free agency, you guys it, it did end up with Tyus Bowser uh, for a uh, Four years, $22 million. And then you guys brought in Zietler from the guard from the Giants. Three years, $22 million. And then Andre, uh, Alejandro Villanueva 
Mr. Pittsburgh Steeler. You guys are bringing him in. Left tackle, two years, $14 million. And last but not least. Mr. Sammy Watkins. Oh, yeah. One year, $5 million. So, I mean, I – I like it. I like Villanueva a lot, and I think Watkins still has a lot left. I loved him coming out of college. Like, Sammy Watkins right. used to be one of my favorite players. And yeah. not to mention, you guys are yeah. also adding Bateman on the receiving core. 2019, Big Ten wide receiver of the year. One of the best wide receivers in the draft. So, you guys are looking and, good. And, yeah, and can't forget. The first about... round edge rusher with no sacks. Dude, okay, look. Okay, well, we'll get into that after we do the notable ads. But Tyus Bowser, you know, he was good. He he's a good you know re-sign because he can he's very versatile. He can drop in the coverage. He can rush the passer. Hopefully, it gets a little bit better this year with rushing the passer. But Kevin Zeitler, that's huge. We needed interior offensive line, and we got a very good one. It's gonna help. It's only gonna help the running game, which is scary. Mm-hmm. Villanueva is tough. Because I know if you just look at the stats, he didn't really allow, you know. He sucks. Pressures. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, he sucks. But that, you know, you could blame that on how fast Big Ben was throwing the ball. Well, so try and run the ball with him. He sucks. <clears throat> I mean, you know, he sucks. He, he's one of those. He sucks. He's one of the <laughs> I, biggest names. I watched offense line wise. Okay. He honestly, I don't think he's that much of a downgrade from Orlando Brown. He's I watched 16 Steelers games. He is a cone. In the run game, he is a cone. James Orlando Brown is – Orlando Brown's kind of overrated. I liked him, but he he was a little overrated. He He's very he's – a, he's a lazy player. I will say that. He's a lazy player. He can be good at times, but he doesn't try as much. Yeah. So Villanueva is not that bad of a replacement for him. And Sammy Watkins – you know, he, he obviously he's gonna he's gonna put up like fifteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns, but that's <laughs> neither here. Yet. Adams <laughs> <laughs> and it, like I said, I was I, you can sing the praises of Bateman. Like I think, and playing oh, in the yeah. Big Ten too. Like a wide receiver playing in the Big Ten, that's hard to do. Like twenty nineteen Big he, Ten wide receiver of the year. Like, I think he's probably the best receiver on our roster, and that's. I mean. Not real. I mean, his yeah, he has a high yeah, the floor. options are limited. He has a high floor, so it's. I, I mean, I'm not saying he has a amazing ceiling, but he he he'll be a good player. I think he he plays a lot like Justin Jefferson. Obviously, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna put up 1400 yards and break the rookie receiving record, but he's gonna be good. And then you know, can't forget about Odafe Owe, Mister Four Three Edge Rusher. God bless you. For those who don't know, Jason, now Odafe Owe, is a edge rusher that ran a 4-3-40, but did not record a single sack this past year. <laughs> That's not you, – Played every game and did it. not record you're, a single you're just sack. Looking at the, you're just looking at one stat. Just looking at one stat. <laughs> one of the most important stats for, like, a defensive oh, player. A quarterback who didn't throw a passing touchdown. <laughs> a wide receiver who didn't catch a ball. <laughs> Listen to what you're saying. I'll let you finish your thought, Kate. Look, okay. Jason Owe, Odafe. He is good in the wrong game. Okay. He that's probably what he's best at right now. Like he is actually a pretty good solid run defender. And if anyone's gonna develop 
you know, an edge rusher, it's going to be Baltimore. And, you know, with the athletic tools that he has, he can be scary good. And that's why we drafted him at the end of the first round. He better. Fair enough. To face Najee Harris twice a year. So. Najee Harris, Jesus Christ. With that, what do you boys think the outlook is for the Ravens? Ceiling, floor, Caden, what you got, man? Well, I mean, stealing is obviously, you know, 17 and 0. But Ooh. I'm kidding. Ceiling's probably, <laughs> see, I mean, they're very similar to the Browns. I mean, it's ceiling's probably, you know, 14 games. I think their floor is a little bit, actually, you know. I think they don't only go up from that last year. Like, yeah. I agree with that. So, I mean, plus there's another game on the schedule. So, yeah, maybe their floor is 12 wins. 12 wins. Oof. I, so they're like a 12 to 14 win team. You could say you, you could say that's a little biased, but I don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility. I think that's fair. fair. So Jaden, what you got rapid fire. I think their ceiling's pretty high at 15, 15 wins. But I also think their floor could very well be like 10 wins. If things go really, really yeah. bad. I don't, I don't think they'll hit that, but. If things go bad, I think they could be like a 10 minute team. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to the Steelers. The high and mighty Pittsburgh Steelers of Mr. Jaden Kozak. They were 12 and 4 in 2020, but in my opinion, pretty deceiving. And I think that's pretty general opinion. Very deceiving. Very deceiving. They got off to a hot start, and that's evident to everybody. They were. The best team in football for 12 games of the season. They started 12 and 0, and it it just was hard to believe. Like I could like with that now looking back at it. I mean, it, it's easy to say things in hindsight, but like looking back at it, it's it's weird that that roster was able to produce 12 wins 12 wins in a row. You know, but that was evident with the terrible finish. They finished one and four to close the regular season. And they were absolutely thrashed by the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. Absolutely thrashed. Absolutely thrashed. And I like thrashed, like not just beaten, not badly beaten, thrashed. And the final score doesn't say that. Anybody who watched the game can back me up. But they know how bad that game was. Yeah, exactly. And Jaden's just quiet because he doesn't yeah. want to talk about it. He's silent. Listen, man, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get it. But Ha-ha, the Steelers suck. Oh. You're, you are a fan of a team that doesn't have a name. <laughs> we will. Caden went through this a year ago with the Ravens and Titans because that was probably yeah. just as bad. No, okay. Steelers, that, that game. No, 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 no. The slander. The slander was definitely okay, just yeah, that's, as bad. That, that's fair. That's fair. But, but because we have a few social media influencers, a lot of people aren't. Big fans of the old. You say, you say social Pittsburgh media Steelers. influencers as if, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're it, proud of that. TikTok. It's TikTok. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a difference between being an influencer and making TikToks in the locker room. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I will. Let's hop into the good stuff from the Steelers. Like, they did go 12 and 0, and a lot of it was because oh, of the no. promising young receiving core. They got Deontay Johnson, who personally I'm a big fan of. 923 receiving yeah, yards and seven touchdowns. They had Chase Claypool with the awesome rookie campaign. 873 yards and nine touchdowns. 
And then you have Mr. TikTok, who finished with 831 yards and nine touchdowns. Like, as much as it hurts me to say it, it's hard to have three receivers with over 800 pass or 800 receiving yards. It's hard to do. It's a pretty solid receiving core, especially with Ben Roethlisberger. But yeah, I'm surprised Jaden's not talking about Mr. Eric Ebron. Well. I've, I've got a new tight end to latch on to. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but <sighs> another obvious bright spot in the season was TJ Watt, who, in a lot of people's opinions, and in my Not opinion, mine. too, Not he mine. got. <laughs> cares about your opinion. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> no one cares about your opinion. He got questionably robbed for the defensive player of the year, 15 sacks. He led the league and he led the league in every significant stat, but obviously he's going to win multiple defensive players of the year in the years to come. So don't stress, Jaden. Don't worry. Future is bright. Future is bright, but not not this year. Yeah, (laughs) definitely not this year. Yeah, not this year. And it's a lot. (laughs) A lot of it has to do. With the notable losses, you look at guys like Bud Dupree, who ended up going to Tennessee on a five-year, $82 million deal. Then you got Mike Hilton, four years, $24 million. Then you got Filer, who went to the Chargers for three years, $21 million. As much as you love to hate on Alejandro Villanueva, he still left, and it's still a hole on your offensive line. And... You got James Conner, obviously not a huge loss considering who you're replacing him with, but you also lost him too. But those are also some pretty – Also, Pouncey retired. Yeah. That's another one. Mm. That hurts. Yeah. And – on... getting thinner and thinner. Yep. Yeah. And imagine what Ben's going to do next year, man. He's going to be – Throw the ball even faster. One second. <laughs> one second. <laughs> it's going to be funny watching those games, man. Just like – so centered – the center just throws it immediately. It's just slants and screens. <laughs> That's what it's going to happen. No, 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 no. It's just reverses. There are no, <laughs> there are no forward passes. It's, it's just reverses. <laughs> I like honestly, I don't think that's too far out of the question, dude. Like, I mean, that was like that was. I'd say a reverse was like fifteen percent of our offense last year. It it's a so direct snap. It's a direct snap to a guy in motion. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's, it's going to be wildcat all year. We reach, we reach for that center because that's his only good thing is he times it perfectly <laughs> every single time. He's the worst pass blocker in the league, but he can time a snap like no other. You guys are going to rebrand football. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new version. But anyway, the notable ads, not too – I mean, <laughs> you guys not? didn't even add anybody. You just got, brought a couple of guys back. You brought the TikTok guy and you brought a Luau. What is it? Nope. You really butchered. <laughs> I told you how to say it in the beginning of the show, and you completely butchered it. You, I Help told me. you it was alu Help alu. Me. And you were like, oh, that's easy. Alu alu. And alu, alu alu. Well, it doesn't matter, man. Nobody knows his name. He signed a two year, $5.5 million contract, and you guys are going to suck this year. Couldn't agree more. Thank you. End of pop. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what are your thoughts on the free agency? Jaden, I, I mean, can't, can't imagine they can't. It was all losses and no gains because we have no money. 
So <laughs> all walls of there's, there's that. Um, we have seventy million dollars next year, so maybe when we do this next year, I will be in better spirits. But we brought Juju back, which I didn't. I I, I did not think we were going to do that. I didn't think he would be back. I thought he would want too much money, but instead, he took a one-year deal, kind of bet on himself. Didn't take the more money from a certain division rival that would have gave him five million more dollars over more years. Wonder why. It was only one year. It was still weird. It's even more embarrassing because, like, the Ravens were trying to sign. Juju wouldn't even sign with you guys. How does that feel, Mister TikTok? (laughs) He also declined an offer from the Kansas City Chiefs. So maybe you know. Maybe he. Maybe Juju is just an idiot. You know. Yeah. Maybe has. Maybe has three brain cells. Or (laughs) or. Maybe, you know, he's a good football player and good no. football teams. Yeah. No, you know what it is. You know what you know, it is. The, Kaden, the Pittsburgh locker room. The Pittsburgh locker him. room is so well set up for TikToks. He was like, I got like <laughs> I gotta stay. Like it's it's like a studio for him. Like it's perfect. It's the perfect environment to make more TikToks. Right. Exactly. He's got the like he got the some solid colors going. Like it's it's attractive to TikTok. Black and yellow is pretty good. It's not better than black and purple. Ooh. But <laughs> <definitely> better <laughs> than maroon and yellow. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's not maroon and yellow. So it's burgundy and gold. Brown and classless people. It's burgundy so and brown gold. and green. Brown and green. Yeah, anything is better than burgundy and gold. So. Burgundy. That's a classic. And- we're not talking about the Washington football team, man. Don't don't get me started. Anyway, in the draft, you guys brought in Najee. Obviously, the say like he's going to be one of the best running backs in the NFL for the years to come, in my opinion. Oh, Caden, I saw some questionable. I th- okay, so watch. He doesn't have an offensive line to run behind. That's true. He's yeah. not that fast. Yeah, that's that is awesome. so watching tape. He is a big. He's gonna get murdered this year. He's, a, he's gonna want to leave, man. <laughs> he's very, he's very Le'Veon Bell esque, but with a bigger body, and he's more athletic. So, I mean, I can't say that I can complain about that. But, I mean, trying to shrugging off college defenders is very different from Whoa. shrugging off I NFL mean, I defenders. Think, I highly doubt he has the receiving ability that Le'Veon had, but. I mean, he's probably. I'm sure he's serv- He's serviceable, but he's not Le'Veon. If you guys wanted a receiver, you guys would have drafted Etn, or at least what Le'Veon was. He's just like a lot of scouting reports had him as just as good a receiver as Etn. Plus, he's a better. He's a very. Do you good think pass that kind of? Too. Do you think that kind of receiving translates to the NFL though? Like, oh, yeah, we'll sure, see. he can catch passes at Alabama, but. Like, is he built mm-hmm. for receiving in the NFL? I don't think so. Like, they're, they're what makes very you think specific. that ETN is? ETN, She's like, he's, well, yeah. If, I mean, he's, yeah. yeah. So, what what are you saying, King? You're losing. You're you're going backwards here. If you're getting no, a perfect I'm, throw every time, that's less impressive than catching the ball from Mac Jones. I'm just saying, like, ETN is built to be a receiving back in the NFL. And Najee is not built to be. Najee is a power back who can receive. So he can receive, but is he actually going to catch any balls? No. 
Wait, is anybody going to catch any balls this year in Pittsburgh? That's no. a good question. Yeah. No. We're, we're going to go. <laughs> Conversation the over worst, then. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to go from the worst rushing team in the NFL to the best rushing team in the NFL simply because we refuse to throw the ball. You're still going to average three yards a carry, but you're just going to refuse to stop running the ball. Yeah, we will still average two and a half yards a carry, but we won't stop. Very Baltimore Ravens-esque, except you guys are going to have it. Jeez, man. Anyway, the yeah, outlook. Big ben ball. Oh, yeah, that's going to look Also, great. we got wait to see Ben. That's Friar a thing. Good. Ooh, Fryermuth. I love that. Fryermuth is good. He's a good football player. That's a name. That's a football player name. That's a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into the outlook for the year. Ceiling, floor, Jaden, start it off. Um, yeah. Ceiling. Yeah. Ceiling, 10 wins, floor. Like, even they, they went undefeated for 12 games last year like they're they obviously have somewhat of a team you know so floor zero wins the ceiling also <laughs> zero wins <laughs> love the optimism pittsburgh sealer fans are there will, be, there will be 31 nfl teams next year we will be relegated to the <laughs> and and that's it and i'm a packers fan you'll get demoted to college football and alabama will be promoted <laughs> God. Would, that'd, that'd be better for the league. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers just become national championship every year. Just demoted to a college. With a bunch 40 of year 30, old quarterback. Yeah, a bunch of 35 <laughs> I think that's players. the method. <laughs> but Caden, there's definitely what, nothing in the rule book against that. Caden, what are your thoughts on the ceiling and floor? Uh, ceiling. You know, I'd, I'd say eight wins, yeah. which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Also, Mike, which is we, Andrew, hold on, hold on, because it was just interesting because Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. I know, and now we I, can't we we can't be eight and eight anymore. So I don't know what we're going to do exactly because I, now now we can't be average. Yeah, like it's always fun to like it's always easy to say oh they're going to finish eight and eight, you know. But now you can't even say that anymore. It kind of sucks. Also. You know, as if things weren't hard enough, you know, we have zero cap room and lose five starters and we can't sign anybody and our quarterback is a fat rapist. Now, <laughs> now we have the toughest schedule in the NFL too. So, Go great. Steelers. Woo! So, um, <laughs> That's a rattler, baby. We're going, we're going for number yeah. one pick. Oh, the floor on. is probably around – Call me crazy, but I'm gonna say four. Yeah, I was gonna. I said five. I don't yeah. think we'll be the worst team in the NFL, but I definitely think the five wins could happen. I think there is a very, very good chance that they have like a top seven pick. I think so too. God, I, would I think the ceiling for them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the ceiling, like the ceiling, is probably. Like, it's the ceiling. Like, what I think they're going to do in the ceiling is different. Like, I think the ceiling is, like, 10 or 11 wins. Probably 10. And I think the floor is – I think the floor is two wins. Yeah, there's no way you even better. Like that. Even better. No, I think there's, it's actually there's two no, wins. Okay. Then you don't – you – okay. 
If you oh, think we're getting right. a heated Jane in here, man. I, I Come mean, Mister. <laughs> if, if, if you actually think win. that the floor is two wins, then you really should not be here. It's the right floor. I, it's the I don't floor. care. Big okay. Ben. Two years ago, Mason Rudolph played uh, fourteen games, and we still won eight games. I like honestly, because a lot. Eflin of- Hodges <laughs> played like six games. Dude, I like it's it. You were talking about it. It's gonna be a terrible season, man. Like, there's nothing going know, it's for gonna you be, guys. It's gonna be ba- there's nothing going for us, but we still have TJ Watt. That is, I mean, we have a solid defense still. Right we have, there. I know, we have <laughs> one of the better receiving cores in the league. Like, we aren't complete. Do- there are worse teams than us. There are many. <laughs> The Detroit Lions exist, and you think that we're going to win two games? Detroit Lions have gone. Name five five Detroit Lions. (laughs) I dare you. Name five Lions. You can't. You can't. It's pretty easy to do that. You only do it. Derek Goff is set up for an MVP. No, no. make Kane do it. Name five Lions. You got Penny. I believe in him. Jared Goff. Two. God. No, name name eight. Name eight. Let me let me oh, move the goalpost. Let me let me move nah, the goalpost nah, a little bit. Name you, eight I'm done. I don't even have to play this. I don't have to prove my sports knowledge to you. Get out of here, bro. You're a Steelers <laughs> fan. Come on. Two wins is the floor. Two wins is the floor. And you know Sorry, it. You just don't rival podcast. <laughs> rival podcast. <laughs> One of us is gonna be blitz. One of us is gonna be buckets. <laughs> I want to be blitz to force you to talk about basketball. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I went there. I went there. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Keep mm-hmm. that same energy, mm-hmm. homie. Yep. I think that's a great note to end the podcast. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Just end the podcast on some Steelers slander. Yeah. I, I think that can't end any better. But oh, yeah. anyway, it's been a solid pod, boys. A lot of heated debate. Caden, it was great to have you on, man. And we're looking forward to having you in the future. You're going to be a staple for sure. And with that, that's a wrap for our return. And we're going to be back probably two times a week. So get excited. Get excited. Also, also the Steelers suck. Yes. Steelers suck suck in the floors too. Uh, Thank you guys very much. See you later.